0: It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. Fort, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the compliance evangelist. Day 14 Risk Assessments. One can really not say enough about risk assessments in the context of anti corruption compliance programs. This is because every corporate compliance program should be based upon a risk assessment. To understand your organization's business from the commercial perspective, how your organization has been identified, assessed, and defined its risk profile, and finally the degree to which your program devotes and appropriate scrutiny and resources to a range of risks. Yet the 2020 update added new emphasis that risk assessments should not be done as they had been previously. As far back as 1999, in the Metcalf and Eddy enforcement action, the DOJ said that risk assessments that measure the likelihood and severity of possible FCPA violations should direct the management of your resources. In the 2020 update, excuse me, the 2020 FCPA guidance, it stated even more succinctly when it said, assessment of risk management is fundamental to developing a strong compliance program, and is another factor in DOJ and SEC will evaluate when assessing a company's compliance program. Having made clear what risks need to be assessed, the 2020 update was focused on the methodology to be used, including risk management process, risk-tailored resource allocation, and updates and revision. Rick Messick, in a 2018 article entitled Corruption Risk Assessments, Am I missing something laid out? The four steps a risk assessment should follow. First, all conceivable forms of corruption to which the organization, the activity sector, or project might be exposed are cataloged. Second, an estimate of how likely it is that each possible form of corruption will occur is prepared. And third, an estimate of the harm that will result if each occurrence is developed. Fourth, the fourth step combines the chances of occurrence with the probability of its impact to produce a, risk, a list of risks by priority. So what should you assess? In 2011, the DOJ concluded three FCPA enforcement actions with specified factors that a company should review when making a risk assessment. Three enforcement actions were Alcatel-Lucel, Lucent, Maxwell Technologies, and Tyson's Food. All had common areas that the DOJ indicated were compliance risk areas and should be evaluated for a minimum best practices compliance program. They were. Number one, where does your company do business? Two, the geography of your company's location. Three, interaction with government types and levels of dealings with foreign governments. Four, industrial sectors of operations. Five, involvement with joint ventures. Six, licenses and permits in operation. Seven, degree of government oversight. The 2020 FCPA Resource Guide laid out the following approach. Factors to consider, for instance, include <clears throat> the country and risk excuse me country and industry sector, the business opportunity, the potential business partners, level of involvement with governments, amount of government regulation and oversight, exposure to customs and immigration and conducting business affairs. When assessing a company's compliance program, the DOJ and SEC take into account whether and to what degree a company analyzes and addresses the particular risks it faces. So uh, David Lawler, in his book, Frequently Asked Questions in Anti-Bribery and Anti-Corruption, breaks risks down into three areas or the following categories, company risk, country risk, sector risk, transaction risk, and business partner risk. He further goes on to detail what each of these risks are. Company risk is uh, only likely to be relevant when assessing a number of different companies, either managing a portfolio of companies from the perspective of a head office or private equity. Country risk. This area involves countries which have a high re- reported level of perception of corruption under the TCCPI or other part. Sector risk. Those involved that require a significant amount of government licensing or permitting. Transaction risk. This looks at the financial aspects of a deal. Under business partnership risk, how are you doing business going forward? There are a number of ways you can slice and dice your basic inquiry around risk assessments. As with most, almost all FCPA compliance, it is important that your protocol be well thought out. If you use one, some, or all of the above as your basic inquiries for your risk analysis, it should be an acceptable starting point. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, since at least 1999, the Department of Justice has pointed to the risk assessment as the start of an effective compliance program. Number two, the DOJ will now consider both your risk assessment methodology for identifying risks and that you used in gathering evidence. Number three, you should base your compliance program on your risk assessment. This means your compliance program must refine or inform, rather, your risk assessment going forward. Your risk assessment should be performed at uh, no less than one year now. <clears throat> Under the 2020 updates, it actually specified as new risks emerge. So if you think about the pandemic health crisis, that would certainly require a new risk assessment for your organization. We're going to have a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll be back with today's three key takeaways. What are today's three key takeaways? Number one, the SEC and DOJ have long called for appropriate and consistent application of both incentives and discipline. Two, the fair process doctrine will help set institutional justice as the norm in your organization. Three, inconsistent application of discipline will destroy your compliance program credibility. I hope you will join us tomorrow in day 15 of 31 Days to a more effective compliance program where we follow up from today's episode and take up, this is obviously an important component of not only doing a risk assessment, but evaluating it and figuring out how to incorporate your findings into your overall risk management portfolio. If you'd like information on any of the topics from this podcast series, please check out the Compliance Handbook 2nd Edition available at com slash fox. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. I hope you will join me for the entire month of January where I take a look at some of the significant changes in compliance and FCPA enforcement. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network.